Our Old Testament reading tonight is from Isaiah chapter 35, verses 1 to 10. The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice, even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the excellence of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellency of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful-hearted, Be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For waters shall burst forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of jackals where each lay, there shall be grass with reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there in a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast go up on it. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Our New Testament reading is John 9. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man of his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that set me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle and anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, Go, Wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came saying. And I'll pause there if you was Because this is one of those verses. There's a lot of drama here. It says he went and washed and came home seeing. I mean, you can break that down. First, he went. Now, Jerusalem wasn't a huge by modern standard. It's not in L.A. and it's not in New York. You could probably mile maybe from any two points. Unless, of course, it was crowded, like there was a feast going on. And at this time, this was probably the Feast of Tabernacles, the, the, the population of Judah would probably be more people, be, more people would be staying there than before. 
And people would be going, probably to the pool of sin. You come in from the wilderness, you wash up, you go to the temple. It's the Sabbath. So for a blind man, well, we know what he didn't do. He didn't take out his cell phone with the Braille and call Uber. It, it would have been a difficulty for him to actually walk there. I mean, because first of all, the crowd would tend to be going, the, if he's begging, which is his occupation, he'd be near the temple. We don't really don't know where he was, but people would be coming. He'd be going against the flow of traffic. So it would not be an easy thing for a blind man. I mean, you put a blindfold on me, I may be able to get down to the kitchen, I might be able to get to my car if I'm parked across, you know, near the door like this morning, but if I'm parked across the street, forget it, I'm never going to find it. I mean, being blind from birth, he would have known how, but it would not have been an easy undertaking. I mean, I really don't know. Hopefully he had friends, but the scriptures doesn't say it. He just went. So it would not have been easy. So Jesus, it says he made mud and spit on his, spit on the mud, made mud with it on dirt, put it on the man's eyes, Fortunately, this is before we learned about germs, so it, it, they might not have had the same connotation. And he, he sent them off to go wash. Now, at the very least, going to the pool would have reminded him what's so troubling about being blind. Because it would have been easier for a sighted person. So, but he, he, he perseveres. Jesus said, Go. He must have heard about Jesus. It, scripture doesn't say he was sitting there, Son of David, have mercy on me. He was just sitting by the roadside, and the disciples pointed him out to try to figure out who was this, why he was blind, who, who committed the biggest sin, and why was this. And Jesus said, no, no one said this was for the glory of God. And then he just gave the man orders. So he took his orders, and he made his way to the pool of Siloam. Now, and then it says he went, he would have gone, he washed. Now, it's kind of amazing. For a sighted person, it's really difficult to even comprehend, well, first of all, being blind and then receiving your sight. I mean, I just try to come at... It's kind of the most I can think of would be when I, when I was a kid, I went to the Omni Theater. I don't know if anyone's been there. But it's one of these big theaters, and they have a huge projection. And it starts up, and they'll talk about New England, and this big, huge, on the fishing boat, you'll see this. And then you'll see Faneuil Hall, certain places about Boston. Then at a certain point, they'll throw the switch, and it just... You see the entire skyline covering the dome, and you're moving through it, and you feel as if you're flying through it. And you hear this awe from all the people listening, all the kids. Go, <gasps> now, if you multiply that a thousand times, you may have some conception of what this man must have felt like. Because, again, we don't... Know, See, I mean, 
All he knows is seeing is not stumbling over a chair because your, your family member put it in the wrong spot. Seeing is not feeling your way and tapping your way along a road. So he goes down, he washes the mud off his eyes, and suddenly everything. The lights come on. He sees things he could not be totally prepared for. In the 1860s and 70s, I don't know the exact dates, these doctors started doing cataract surgery on certain patients, and they were able to restore sight to some of the older blind people. And the thing was, they couldn't handle it because their brains had never developed the ability to process it. But Jesus would have totally reprogrammed the brain one moment, darkness, the next, light. Staring around, that's what grass looks like. Those are you know, words he would have had any really comprehension of that he knew, like clouds. And suddenly, that's a cloud. The wonder, the awesomeness of it. You know, that's grass. That was the road. That's a horse. That's a woman. People today need to know that, too. But. And then it's just uh, suddenly, and he makes his way home. And how does it, I mean, how did he find his way home? I could see him at like a crosswalk, closing his eyes and feeling around, saying, well, there was that sound over there and that sound over there. But finally, he gets home and knowing, I can see. And as he says earlier, no, this has never happened. No one has ever heard of a man being born blind. And this has happened, and it's happened to me. So he comes home. I don't know what response he expected, but we'll continue. He says, he went his way, therefore, and watched and came seeing. The neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him that he was blind, said, Is this not he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Therefore said they unto him, How were thine eyes opened? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay, and anointed my eyes, and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed, and I received sight. Then said they unto him, Where is he? He said, I know not. They brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind. And it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He said unto them, He put clay upon my eyes, and I washed and do see. Therefore said some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. Now, when I read the old 
Testament passage earlier is there was like one fingerprint. is like if you read the Old Testament, no blind people. God did not give sight to any blind. We read about Elisha blinding some Syrian soldiers temporarily, but you never hear that. But it does talk about the day will come when Messiah comes that the eyes of the blind will be opened. So the Pharisees should have just said, you know, blind men see sight. And he wasn't the only blind one. He's the only one John records, but Matthew has others. You know, the Jesus, I think Matthew 9, he heals two blind men. And when he goes to uh, the capitalist, he healed the blind. So this is like a bell going off that the Messiah is here. And yet, again, this, this should be a really a no-brainer. You know, and yet it wasn't because, you know, you think he's coming back, he, ex he probably expected, I see now the gratitude, and he's met with unbelief. His neighbors, you can't be the guy. You only look like him. Did he have a brother? Because, you know, I remember I was at a Bible study. One, there was some girl there, and she had a twin sister. And I didn't know she had a twin sister. So they switched places. Now, I knew it wasn't her, but I was like, how could it be so close? So I, I was kind of confused. But rather than when you see the evidence of a miracle, I mean, if you come in here next Sunday and Anna starts talking to you, you, you I, I would assume you, you'd say something incredible has happened. And yet half of them would say, it's not him, because of unbelief. And the Pharisees who should have known. I mean, they didn't deny it. How could you deny it? But it's just that he says, but he didn't meet their criteria. Wow, he did it on the Sabbath. Okay, and I'll go on. They say unto the blind man again, what sayeth thou of him? that he hath opened thine eyes. He said, he is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked him, saying, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then doth he now see? His parents answered them and said, we know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age, ask him, he shall speak for himself. These words spake his parents, because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Therefore said his parents, He is of age, ask him. Again, it just shows the, well, the fearfulness. It's like, because the parents, I'm sure they were happy their son could now see, but it's like they were more afraid of the Jews, the reaction. 
And it's kind of funny. It doesn't really say much, but it says he, he, he was put out of the... If you claim that Jesus Christ should be put out of the synagogue, it kind of implies that the blind man was in the synagogue. And it's just wonder, wouldn't they have noticed him? And so he's, they wait for his parents, and, and the parents say, he, we know he's a son, but he can speak on his own. He's, all, he's of age. They didn't want to get in trouble. So again, then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know that where I was blind, whereas I was blind, now I see. And that's something about the Christian life is we know what we've seen. Like this blind man, he just had the most incredible experience and he couldn't defend it. All he could do was state the obvious. I, I don't know how he did it, but I was blind and now I see. And whether he, he's a sinner or not, well, how did he open my eyes? Then said they to him again, What did he to thee? How opened he thine eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and ye did not hear. Wherefore would ye hear it again? Will you also be his disciples? Then they reviled him and said, Thou art his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spake unto Moses. As for this fellow, we know not from whence he is. The man answered and said unto him, Why, herein is a marvelous thing that you know not from whence he is, and yet he hath opened mine eyes. Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. They answered and said unto him, Thou wast altogether born in sins, and doth thou teach us? And they cast him out. So again, he's a man standing firm in his faith. I was blind, now I see. And he's trying to say, how did he do the miracles if he was, wasn't from God? So, I mean, it, it's the blindness of the Pharisees because they knew when Messiah come, the blind would see. From the history of the world, from Adam until now, during this time frame with Jesus, no blind man ever received his sight. That should be like, you know, in geometry you do QED when you have your proof. That should be it. I mean, it should be a done deal. And yet they refuse to see because of unbelief, because he wasn't the who they wanted. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? 
And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they would see might not might see, and that they would see might be made blind. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? Jesus said unto them, If ye were blind, ye should have no sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sin remaineth. So after they put him out of the synagogue, it, it, Jesus comes to him. And it's like the man who is now physically blind, he receives his sight. Now he receives his spiritual sight because it says he worshipped him. Because again, it, it was simple. When the Messiah comes, he'll give sight to the blind. This man gave sight to the blind. Therefore, Messiah but the Pharisees refused to see. And in our own lives, we find coming that, because you can get excited about, because I was once blind, not physically blind, but spiritually. And the people out there who do not know Jesus, they are blind. It's only Christ, Jesus, as the light of the world, as he said, who can give sight to the blind. I mean, I, I look around and I see God everywhere. Uh, we have a friend who's 6'5", and he had an eye condition. And he, he, a surgeon came and saw him, and he would have to look down to see the problem. The surgeon was like 6'8". He was taller than him. And because of his extra height, he looked at his eye and said, you need to have that checked out. And he did, and he found that he was a disease, and, but they were able to treat him. Now, I look up to him. I, I wouldn't have seen it. I wouldn't have known what I could see it. But here's a man who's tall enough to look down at him, to see him from the right angle, who happens to also be an eye surgeon, is kind of like, I see God in that. I see God in a lot of things, but there are people out there who go to the cradle, I don't see God anywhere. Why? Because they're blind, like these Pharisees. They refuse to see. If they were actually blind, as Jesus said, you wouldn't be guilty. But because you claim to be blind, your guilt remains. So, but I also, I, I, we have experiences like this. You come up and God and you're all excited about something and the blind, that he comes home, he put, what did he expect? Oh, wow, this is wonderful. His own parents were, well, it's great that you can now see but I don't want you to get in trouble with the synagogue for us, so we're going to stay out of this. And yet, his simple faith is like, I was blind, you see, he, he wouldn't be talked into the fact what, what was obvious to him, what was the most important moment of his entire life, what changed everything, he wasn't going to deny it. So... Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you that you are the light of the world, Lord. Lord, 
we look around at us in society and everything is getting darker, Lord. There are things going on, I mean, even in my lifetime, that it's almost unbelievable, Lord. How, I mean, when, when I was a kid, like tattoos, you'd see a couple old servicemen with it, that I never would have thought that now everyone is being tattooed, and most of them women, for that matter. It's just, and that's a minor thing, Lord. When I was born, there was protection for the unborn. Now that's gone, Lord. That even in our main, up to the moment of birth, you can, and I, Lord, with all that darkness, Lord, we need the light, Lord. And, Lord, I thank you that you have given us the light, that you are the light of the world, that you had opened our blind spiritual eyes, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that you, you would do that more and more, Lord, that you would be with the state, that you would, as we go out in the community, Lord, that you would just give sight to many who are blind, Lord. And, Lord, I, I just thank you for what you're going to do, and I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.